O Mary, conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. O Mary, conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. O Mary, conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Welcome to a New York Catholic conversation. My name is Deacon John Catalano, and I am joined, as always, by my good friend, my pal from Rockville Center, from St. Agnes down there, Frank Alasia. Frank, how are you doing today? I'm doing okay, Deacon. How's everything? Everything is good. And uh, we're talking today about the Miraculous Medal, uh, a devotion that has a distinct place in the hearts and prayer lives of many Catholics, even today. So we start with St. Catherine Laboure, a French nun in the 1800s who prayed devoutly to the Blessed Mother, who was aware of her own guardian angel, and who had an intense encounter with Mary, the Mother of God. So start us off, right? What happened with this? Well, Our Lady appeared to St. Catherine on November 27, 1830, and she was awoke by an angel, believed to be her guardian angel. And the angel said to her, the Blessed Mother would like to speak with you. Four months after this first apparition, she appeared to her again, this time to introduce what's now known as the Miraculous Medal. It was originally called the Immaculate Conception Medal, but two years later, they found that there were so many miracles happening because of it, that its name was changed to what's now known today as the Miraculous Medal. Nice. Now, why should we wear the Miraculous Medal? I mean, why is the medal so powerful? Well, it's from the Blessed Mother herself. Um, that's why it's so powerful. And she works through humble instruments, as we've seen uh, throughout history. You know, notice how on the medal, she has her arms open with rays of light shining down. They represent the merits and graces of her son, you know, uh, to all who come to her. And when Catherine asked Our Lady, what, the what are the gaps in the rays of light? She was told, those are the hidden graces that no one asks for, but think uh, there can't be a greater, there cannot be a greater grace bestowed on you. Jesus bestowed that on the blessed mother to become her, to become his mother. So just think about that. That's why it's so powerful. Yeah. Now we read that after the visions uh, that she had, each time she would go to her spiritual director, Father Aladell, but like almost all visions that are spoken about, uh, Father Aladell feared that the whole thing was a del delusion, and he kept delaying the striking of the actual medal. In fact, he forbade Catherine to even think about it. So eventually he decided to report the matter to his archbishop, and when the archbishop showed that he was in favor of this, the medal was finally struck, and it was the year, as you say, two years later, around 1832. So the medal itself gradually gained favor with many Catholics, including some of our most famous saints, right? Yes, uh, St. Maximilian Kolbe was one. Um, he said, the medal is a safeguard to our consecration to her. It's what protects us in our desire to remain faithful to the Blessed Mother. When you're wearing one, you say to the world, I belong to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And really, to separate Jesus from Mary uh, is like trying to separate the sun from the light. And that's a quote from St. Louis de Montfort, you know. Right. Now, the back of the medal features an M, right, uh, sur surmounted by a cross with two hearts and 12 stars. Okay, so the M is the abbreviation for Mary. The cross, of course, represents the sacrifice of Jesus. And those two hearts 
are for one, the sacred heart of Jesus, and it's crowned with thorns, and the other for the immaculate heart of the Virgin Mary, which is pierced with a sword, as Simeon had predicted. And of course, the 12 stars symbolize the 12 apostles. So the medal itself is so rich in meaning. Yeah, ask and you will see, you know, you'll see the miracles when you wear it with devotion and fervor. She's promised the protection to anyone who does so. And how can we ignore, we ignore these promises? And once again, it may not be the miracle that we're looking for, but uh, believe me, um, it, it touch, it'll touch you in a, in a special way. When a lady, also when a lady brings a soul to you that she wants to save and you're wearing that medal, she'll give you the words to help you with that person. You know, we want to do things ourselves, but when you wear the medal, it's, it's already helping you without you even knowing it. Yeah. Now, before we get crazy with, you know, uh, 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 like this is a rabbit's foot or some magical device, right. let's remind ourselves that if this medal is a sacramental, you know, which is an object that we use in our celebration of the liturgy, our prayers, and the sacrament. So, of course, Catholics light candles, we burn incense, we use chrism oil, we bless water at baptism. Sacramentals guide, they guide us toward a sense of reverence and devotion. That's what this medal does. So the brown scapular that you've talked about, the rosary itself, the relics of the saints, they're physical reminders of our faith, our faith in Jesus and in his blessed mother. Right. We can't confuse the two sacraments and sacramentals. The sacraments confer grace upon us. The sacramentals prepare us to receive that grace and help us cooperate. Right. Another thing about the miraculous medal it was designed by the Blessed Mother, not some famous designer or some movie star. When you get it blessed, it's in effect activated. You know, when another sister said to St. Catherine, mm -hmm. you've been favored, she replied, oh, I have only been an instrument. The Blessed Mother did not appear on my behalf. What she was saying was Our Lady appeared on behalf of all of us. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how God works through us in so many ways? I mean, through the experience of this one French nun, uh, our Mother Teresa uh, is inspired to spread the faith in Jesus. We, I've read that she spent her whole life passing out the miraculous medals. And when she gave one out, she would always tell people to say this prayer, Oh, Mother of Jesus, be a mother to me now. So that's an inspiration from another saint. Yeah, it's amazing, too. You know, Mother Teresa spoke at my college graduation. Can you imagine that? St. John's, yeah. Yeah, as a college kid, 1976. It's uh it's pretty amazing. Of course, at that time, you don't realize what you know what that was at that time. But now I look back on it. What a blessing. Well, she but helped you out. Yeah, after after Catherine had the last vision, she went back to doing what she always did for 40 years. She cared for the sick, mm -hmm. she swept the floors, and she went to mass. She didn't go around giving talks or lectures on what happened. And this is a, really a true, uh, a sign of a true visionary, their holiness of life, their simplicity and their humility. It wasn't the visions that made her a saint. It was everyday service and obedience that made her one. Yes. And also it was noted that when her body was exhumed in 1933, her body was found to be incorrupt, which means that her body remains today as supple as it did the last day she lived. And you can see it in the chapel of Our Lady Miraculous Medal in Paris, France. It's in a glass enclosed case under the altar there. Yeah. You know, uh, we'll, we'll do another podcast on incorruptibility. Uh, and for this one, we, of course, we want people to get the Miraculous Medal. 
But for me, it doesn't work to say, hey, wear this medal and all your dreams will be fulfilled or even, you know, wear the medal and watch the miracles happen or the graces will abound. I, I have to say it like this. Speak to the Lord. Speak to Jesus. Because when we consecrate ourselves to Jesus, when we give ourselves over to him and to Mary. You know, we're letting go of our cynicism, of our doubts and fears. And we are spiritually, once again, like children. And the Lord said, unless you turn and become like children, you can't enter the kingdom. So we now have a chance through these kinds of devotions to enter the kingdom of God. Right. And if, if, if by now the deacon and I haven't convinced you to get a miraculous medal, I'd like you to go on YouTube and, and Google Claude Newman. It's my favorite story about the miraculous medal. And it is on YouTube. And I suggest that you listen to it. It's a little bit too long to do in this podcast but it's really great. All right. And I think uh, that's I think it. That's about it. Yeah, oh, Mary conceived without sin. Pray for us who have recourse to thee. Thank you, Frank. Uh, folks, don't forget to like us and follow us and send us an email at ANY Catholic conversation at gmail.com. That's ANY Catholic conversation at gmail.com. Frank, I love you a lot. Talk to you next time. Okay. God bless. Thanks. Deacon.